All right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. Today we will hear about God's people in the wilderness already doubting God's uh, care and providence despite (laughs) what they just experienced as they crossed the Red Sea. All right, there's this question about the stars and donating stars. This is a new, um, uh, it's something equivalent to what you see on on YouTube if you have monetization turned on. So this gives the opportunity for those people who are um, watching and, and want to support the video to provide some monetary support. I prefer you just go to the website down below. Uh, and so I have that feature turned off. But apparently Facebook doesn't actually understand what it means to have the feature turned off because they're still presenting it to you, even though our page is not eligible for monetization. You have to have a thousand followers or more. And we only have, I think, 550 or something. So uh, if you want to get to a thousand followers, we can turn on the star feature and you can support the <laughs> support us with this with the feature. Uh, no, actually, again, just use the link down below. That's the lowest fees. And uh there's opportunities for regular recurring gifts there. So that's uh, the preferred methodology. Also, a big thank you uh, to those of you who have been uh, giving here recently to the Church Technology Fund um, so that we can replace some of the technology in the Friendship Room, which is our primary room for catechesis. And that will assist both the youth catechesis and adult catechesis on Sunday and else and other times of the week. I'm just putting together kind of the final bids and uh, choose the vendor and we'll get that display on order, along with whatever technology we need to go with it. All right. I have not too much time to think about it at the moment, though, <laughs> with Lent and uh, various pastoral needs and then personal needs as well. So, yeah. So if you see that that note on Facebook and you want to still comment, just click the little X and it'll get rid of the, the star comment. I tried it on my end. It doesn't happen to me. So I don't know if it's only on mobile app or, or what. So, all right. With that, let's... Uh, Turn to our catechesis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse for the week. You see it on the screen there. Or if you've got your blue sheet, you brought it home with you from church. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. Just realize that our podcast listeners, the audio-only listeners, can't see what we see on the screen. Uh, But you can have that um, available in front of you if you uh, take home your um, blue sheet from the bulletin, uh, if you attend in person here at church, or uh, sign up for our email list, which is down at the bottom of our website, stjohnrandomlake.org. You sign up for the email list, you'll get uh, a link to the upcoming week's Congregation of Prayer there in the weekly email. 
So another way to get it. And then you can just print it off and have it in front of you uh, to pray through with us each day. Our psalm is Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me, you preserve me from trouble, you surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our catechism for this week is um, the sacrament of the altar. Who receives this sacrament worthily? Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared. For the words for you require all hearts to believe. Good. All right, our first reading is continuation from John's Gospel, uh, now after the resurrection of Lazarus. The many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. Aha, there it is. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and not the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation on- that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then, from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. A couple notable things in there, right? You can hear the threat. The threat that Jesus brings is that the Romans will come and take away our place in our nation, namely um, that of the council. Basically because Jesus is threatening, what they're suggesting is Jesus is threatening Rome's authority, and by threatening Rome's authority, then Rome will see them, um, you know, who are also Jews, uh, the council as uh, complicit or an equal threat to Jesus. Right. So here, these are just power games. 
will to power, right? And we even hear that that language um, that we've heard from the socialists and the communists as well, right? The Marx, neo-Marxists and the old Marxists, all of them have said it is expedient that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation should perish, right? This is the language of the greater good. You've heard that language? That's just a guise for tyranny, right? And these Pharisees, of course, are tyrannical. The council is a tyrannical force, um, not only um, physically, you know, with their rules and their and their um, kind of political force, but also spiritually, as Jesus points out repeatedly, how they ha- how they even um, consume widows' houses, right? So yes, the disciples are with Jesus, um, and they have been all the way through the resurrection of Lazarus, the coming to um, out to the wilderness after um, that Passover, that second Passover. Yeah, so Caiaphas is functioning as a prophet. Um, He doesn't even know the words that he's saying, though. So that's Jedda's question. Caiaphas' prophecy. Yeah, Caiaphas is speaking um, on God's authority. Now, this is probably one of the hardest things to hear when it comes to earthly authority, um, secular, if you like. Although Caiaphas, of course, is a high priest, so he's both religious and political leader of of the Jews, right? But that they act with God's authority and under God's authority, even when they don't know it. You can especially see this play out, uh, I would suggest, in the book of Daniel. Daniel would be a great book to see that kind of um, use of of the civil estate to bring about repentance for the forgiveness of sins, to direct people back uh, to the promises of God rather than trusting in princes. So you see this with Nebuchadnezzar, you see it with Cyrus, you see it um, uh, also in the book of Acts, actually, many examples there too. So Caiaphas is speaking um, with God's authority as high priest, serving as priest that year, um, and also will be the priest that offers the Passover lamb, the Passover lamb, um, who takes on the sins of all the people, that is, Jesus. So there's this, uh, I don't know, multivalency is the technical word, you know, that there's multiple layers, it's like an onion, right? Um, or this double entendre almost, it has this double meaning. Um, you might also think of what uh, Joseph said to his brothers. We heard this just a few weeks ago, right? Or a week ago. What you meant for evil, God meant for good, right? Caiaphas meant for, means for evil, God is going to use to bring the greatest good, right? Yeah, beautiful irony, isn't it? All right, not a long reading here for catechesis, just... Uh, a few verses from Exodus 15. Remember yesterday Moses sang his song. After that, um, his uh, sister Miriam also, with tambourine and dancing, sang a little ditty too. So you can go read that in chapter 15 if you like. All right. And then immediately after that, here's what happens. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And he cast it into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them, and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. 
So they camped there by the waters. If only they had been just a little bit more patient, right? <laughs> All right. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Um, I, again, I didn't give you a map of this. I probably should have um, so that you can actually see where we are. Uh, all these places are named, so the geography is known to us. Uh, let's look for a, a map of Mara. Yeah, here's the Exodus route. Uh, I'm trying to think which map is going to be the best. Yeah, let's get this big map right here. Oh, yeah. This is very high resolution, so I should be able to get it up on the screen for you here in a minute. All right. Let me save that. I'm going to do this a different way than I usually do. Oh, yes. It's so big, it's making everything run slow. All right, good. So I've got the map. Now I just need to... Oh, let's just... Maybe just add it right over the top of here. Now let's try that. Let me find the image I just saved. There we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a little big. Let's... uh fit to screen. There you go. All right. So I'm going to leave this. <laughs> this is a handy thing. We'll just do this in the future. So you can see um, Egypt actually is on, you know, there's, there is that not only the Nile to the West, uh, but then you also have the other sea here, right? And so, but Egypt includes this peninsula, right? So um, you can see they went, the Exodus, they went all the way down to Sukkoth, and then they continue down to Migdal and Etham. And then you see the Red Sea crossing, which is at the Straits of Tehran, all right? Or the Reed Sea. And then cross the wilderness of Shur to Mara, which is, again, just a three days journey. And then they'll go into the wilderness of Sin or Shin, Sheen, and eventually make their way to Sinai, which you can see there in the Arabian Peninsula, not the Egyptian Peninsula, the wilderness of Egypt, all right? And then you can see they make their way all the way up to Jericho eventually. All right. Hopefully that's helpful. So um, they lead them into the wilderness of Shur. Uh, how many days without water? Ironically, they just went through water and now three days finding no water. Of course, three days on the third day, you know, Jesus was in the tomb for those three days. That would be um, Friday, Saturday, and then he rose from the dead on Sunday, right? On the third day. And uh, they could not drink the water, for the water there was bitter. We were trying to come up with what that could mean. Um, certainly tasted bad. Uh, maybe sulfur, sulfuric, possibly. There's probably some people who have hypothesized what the what that log or tree, what kind of log or tree it was, and then how it would change the chemical composition of the water. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but that's not the point of the story, is it? All right, so the people, only three days out from being saved from Pharaoh and his host, and rejoicing and believing in, in, in Moses and, well, listening to Moses and believing in um, Moses is God, right? Now they complain and they grumble against Moses. Just three days. Of course, what's another word for crying out? They prayed, all right? So they're rightly praying, directing their prayers towards Moses, right? Uh, we'll see something different than that at Sinai <laughs> with the golden calf incident. Right? And the Lord responds. He hears their prayer. Right? And he points out um, a piece of wood or a tree. Right? And Moses uh, throws it into the water, and then it becomes sweet or good tasting. Right? Of course, we already had three days. Now we have wood or a tree, again, reminding us of Jesus and his cross. Right? So his tomb, his cross, and then sweet water. You might think of Jesus describing himself as springs of living water, but 
Um, I think more likely here we're thinking the water of baptism. We just had the baptismal pictures at the Exodus um, Red Sea crossing now here as well. And then what does God ask of Israel? And I would suggest also of those who have been baptized. Well, kind of to summarize here, right? Uh, God asks them diligently to heed his voice, to listen, and do what is right in his sight. Right? It's obviously law language, right? If then, we heard this in the sermon on Sunday, listen to my voice, do what is right. Okay. Um, by the way, though, that's very similar to the language that's attached to baptism. All right. Uh, so, for example, John 8, listen to this. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right? If, then. Again, more law language. Right? You will be my disciples if you heed my word. So the question is, how does one come to heed the word? Ah, that's by faith given in baptism through the Spirit. Right? Thereby, Jesus fulfills the law and gives us his word as a gift. Right? And again, um, you have this in like, uh, with the woman who commends Jesus, and then he says, more, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Right? And you might also think of Matthew 28, that you have, when you have the command of the disciples to go out baptizing, that is giving the gift of baptism um, to, those, uh, to those who want it or who <laughs> desire it or don't desire it, really, actually just baptize in my name and teach them my word right? Abide in my word, and it will go well with you. And what what did God promise to keep them away, or keep away from them, if they listened? That's not exactly a promise. What's the, what's the result of the condition here? There'd be no diseases upon them like what they saw upon the Egyptians. Of course, we know how this plays out. They are not steadfast in his word, and consequently, they do experience um, disease, death, um, famine, warfare, all that, all that the Egyptians experienced as well. All right, but notice he does give the promise. Really, is in this in his name, right? For I am the Lord who heals you, right? So I'm bring I'm going to bring about healing to you, even when you go astray. It's already there, hinted. All right, so then they go to Elam, um, and again, let's see if I can find that on the map. Uh, wilderness of of sin. Uh, Elam is not on this map. Okay, so that's not going to help. And there they find. If only they had been a little bit more patient. Twelve wells of water and 70 palm trees, so they have shade and water. Of course, 12 wells reminds us of the 12 tribes, the 12 apostles, right? The 12 sons of Jacob slash Israel. 70 palm trees. Of course, you have the sending of the 70 in Luke, right? But uh, I think here, meant to go back to way before the Exodus, when Joseph um, and Jacob and the whole all the households came down into Egypt. Remember that they all said all total were 70 of them. The 12 sons, their wives, the, the children, um, and Joseph and his wife and his sons all told are 70. So God keeps his promises. Right? To the 12 tribes, to the 70 that came down into Egypt, he has brought them out, um, he's preserved them, and he has made them a great nation just as he said he would. All right, so we have Christ's cross and baptism here being alluded to as well. And the entire Christian life is lived in baptism. Likewise, Israel was baptized in the Red Sea, that is, rescued from death through water, and then was confronted by water again. It was but three days since the mighty deliverance, but they still grumbled. They failed to confess that their God is life and that life triumphs over death, 
as they had already been and seen, or heard and seen in Egypt and at the Red Sea. These bitter waters of death are made, are changed to sweet waters by a tree, even as ordinary water becomes living water of the Holy Spirit through the word, word, excuse me, wood of the tree of the cross. Daily we return to these living waters, making the sign of the cross and crying out to God to be faithful to the promise he made us in those sweet waters. This is the God who multiplied the 70 who went down into Egypt and then made them into a great nation of 12 tribes of Israel. Through the prophetic and apostolic preaching symbolized in the 12 springs, we drink deeply of the living water of the faithful, of this faithful God. All right, numbers matter. (laughs) Helps you draw all those connections uh, between old and new. All right, let's sing our hymn for the week, Jesus I Will Ponder Now. there and we'll pick up where we left off tomorrow with stanza four all right any commemorations today i don't think so 
Let me look. That would be sure. I uh, don't think so. Nope. Not until later this week. All right. So we continue with our collect. O Lord, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, you gave a sweet command that I receive your body and blood frequently. You tell me in the scriptures that as long as I have a body, my sinful flesh will war against the Spirit. You tell me in the scriptures that as long as I am in this world, there will be no lack of sin and trouble from those who hate you and your followers. You tell me in the scriptures that the devil will always be around with his lying and murdering, and that he will let me have no peace. Because of these enemies, I have a pressing need for the sacrament, even when I feel no hunger and thirst for it. Your command and encouragement teach me to flee to the sacrament for the promise of your forgiveness, life, and salvation. Comfort and strengthen and protect me with your body and your blood. Amen. We pray this day for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. We also pray today with Norm, who celebrates his baptism. Pray for the households of our church, especially Gus and Eileen, Walt and Ruth, Kara, Michael and Jennifer, Ron and Nancy, Doug and Lisa, Sherry, and Jessica. Continue to give thanks for the acceptance of the divine call by Karen. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Joyce, and Brad, Betty, Doug, Joan, John, Cheryl, Pat, Merlin, Heidi, and Dick. Pray for our homebound, Paul, Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Sheboygan Lutheran High School. Pray for our enemies and persecutors. And we continue to pray for the family and friends of Ed who grieve his death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Okay. So that's our congregation of prayer for today, February 28th, 2023. It's good to have you with us today. Tomorrow, we'll pray in the morning, and then we also have uh, our Advent, Advent, Lent midweek, uh, meal at 5.30, divine service at 6.30 p.m. And again, we're looking at the Christian questions and their answers. We'll do questions one through six tomorrow. One through six. All right. So God be with you all. Keep you safe. Um, I hope to see you again soon. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.